Here, look, I'm gonna give you a sneak. Nobody's seen the cover yet. I just did. Oh, look at that. Let's chat some expensive paper. Comic fam, it's the Bags and Boards podcast. Hit the like, slap the subscribe, stay tuned to the end. Comment on the video. It's going to enter you to win a giveaway, a comic book. We got a special episode for you today. I want to remind the community that after this gets posted to YouTube, upwards of a week later, we post it audio only versions on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes for your listening pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, Comic Familia, welcome the Todd father, Todd McFarlane, back to the show. Tom, what are you doing, dude? It's good to see you. How you feeling? On Friday, I had uh, my fifth dental surgery, so still a little puffy, a little bit black and blue, but or, so if I turn this way, so I hide the fat, I hide the fat swelling because my face pumped out like a chipmunk. A lot of people don't know. I actually went like in my early high school years, you know, they like have you pick a profession to learn about, to give you some ideas of what you can do in the future. I wanted to be a dentist. Are you someone who likes going to the dentist or you kind of stress out about it? I assume every time I go to a dentist, there's going to be pain. And when there isn't, I, I'm suspect. And I don't think I got my money's worth. Oh, oh my gosh. We're learning so much today, Todd. You know what else I learned this past week? Major record breakers over and over again. You hinted during our last conversation, I encourage the community to check out the last time Todd was on the show. We chatted about Spidey. We chatted about Malibu Sun. Go check that out. But you alluded to the publishing wing expanding. Spawn Universe dropped. And I would love to go through some of these records with you. Sure. Yeah, because each one, yeah, because sometimes even the journalists miss a word here and there. And I go, well, that's not quite true if you drop that word, but, uh, but we can, I can tell you what the records are. Let's go through them. Spawn universe one out the gate, 225 K copies ordered by retailers. Right. So that one just, you know, anything over hundred K an image is like a big deal. Right. Um, and so we started looking saying, when's the last time we had a new book? sell over 200,000. There's been the odd Walking Dead anniversary book and even Spawn 300 on 301, uh, but like a launch, a new launch, right? Um, and we and up to that point, we were doing really good. The crossover did well. The uh, Department of Truth, uh, Noctura, Undiscovered Country. I mean, we were Man, we were like, it used to be the image put out a book and we got 50, 60,000. That was a big, big number. And now all of a sudden during the pandemic, those numbers were literally doubling. Um, and so we were getting a handful that were not only uh, over 100,000, but some of them climbing close to 200. But when uh, Sponge Universe came out and went well over 200, then we started sort of doing our research going, when's the last time we had a new comic launch? And it was in the 1990s. So, uh, and and it was a minimum of 25 years. So I was either saying, hey, biggest launch, new comic book launch at Image in 25 years, or if you want to simplify it, you just say, hey, biggest comic book launch at Image in the 21st century, right? So here we go, which is a minimum of 20 years. 
depends on what sounds sexier to you. 25 years is longer than the 21st century, but you know, you say the whole century, sometimes people read that as being a bigger deal. Well, I like, I like the way you said it. And, and yes, um, it, it sounds sexy. I mean, 25 years, that's incredible. It's outstanding. And then you do King Spawn one and between the first and second printing over half a million copies ordered by retailers. So, so that one then became, well, what's the biggest ordered comic book period, period, right? Forget, forget that it was a number one, forget that it was a, 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 a new title, forget any of that. Just when's the last time somebody sold over a half a million? And then the, for a superhero monthly book, again, let's be clear, right? Superhero monthly book, that's the business I'm in. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about other stuff. Um, so all of a sudden people start showing me the list and depending on sort of how you sort of factor in the, the counting of it and, or, you know, a bunch of the books did what, what we call uh, retailer exclusives. This is where store can order books to get a cover that only that store get, right? We do some of them at Image. I mean, I, I'm constantly getting asked that uh, for Spawn, but I don't, I don't, I don't do it. Um, and so, but it's an, it's an, it's a way to, you know, get your numbers up a little bit. Um, and if you do 40 or 50 of them, then you can really jump the numbers. Uh, so, um, but. It, it, you know, even even if you looked at all those, it was still going to be, it was still going to be like, depending on your argument, one of the top three books in the last 20 years. But for a new launch, for a new launch, then yes, like because the books I was going against were, you know, issue 600 of Spider-Man and Detective 1000. I mean, they were they were anniversary books. So for a new launch, biggest new launch, forget image now, get rid of the word image, right? Biggest new launch in comic books in the 21st century in 25 years, boom, done. And then, and then um, we just got the numbers on Gunslinger and that one is the biggest new launch in the 21st century for a new character. And, and the definition of a new character is basically somebody who's never had a book before, right? That, that's my definition. Um, where King Spawn obviously had the OG Spawn in it. You know, every time they come out with another Spider-Man, Batman, it's still that character. And still it was like, man, who? when was the last time somebody who never had a book before? That number we were chasing uh, was uh, like, 330 or 40,000 from uh, uh, Spider-Gon from Marvel. That was like back in 2015? After that, it's a big drop. After that, it's a big drop. Um, because, you know, if you get 150,000 on a new character title, woo right? Because people don't know who that character is, right? Uh, so, so, yes, you're going to get one if you take Wolverine and put him in his own book, if you put Superman in, in his own book or even Spawn. Um, but you take a new character, but uh, Gunslinger took on that record uh, and, and beat that one. So for for a new character launch, we we just did it. And two months ago, for 
an old character launch, we just did that one. Numbers are looking like it's going to be above 350,000. Uh, 385 is what I'm seeing publicized. The Scorched releasing in December is going to be a team up book. And if the records continue, that's going to break a record for a team narrative ongoing story. This is incredible. And I have to ask, what was the inspiration behind doing this Spawn universe? And why now? You said it yourself. Like this is Corona last year. We were chatting about being shut down for three months. No one's really hitting these types of numbers with consistency. And this is now going to be four number ones on a run in 30 years. But you haven't done anything like this with this franchise. Comic fam, we're going to get right back to this video, but not before I tell you about the new sponsor of our show, Whatnot, the best new place to buy and sell funny books, expensive paper, comic books. Download the app available for both Androids and iPhones. Support the show. Hit the link in the description and get access to be able to attend auctions that are happening 24-7. Whatnot has done an amazing job bringing on vetted sellers to host these auctions and huge names in the comic market. We're talking some big stores like Frankie's Comics, The Comic Mint, That Spider-Man Booth, Sanctum Santorum Comics, Torpedo Comics, and every single Wednesday, I'm bringing my homies. We have Nerdy Girl Comics, myself, Russ the Comic Sensei, Comic Pops, my Faja, the Golden Age Guru, Sammy and Tony from Skeleton Key, and the powerful Rage Theo for a seven hour power hour of $1 start auctions that are 60 seconds long. Join us on Wednesdays, support so many different members beyond ourselves, and let's get back to the video. Uh, yeah, and maybe I, I mean, we'll see. Maybe the whole is better than the parts. Uh, I'm, I'm, my expectation is is that everybody's not going to necessarily collect all four. Hopefully, they'll sample them and and choose which ones they think are are their favorites. Um, the the why now? Uh, it, it, there is no why now. It was why, why didn't you do it way sooner, Todd? Because I've been in this business a long time. Been doing Spawn for almost thirty years, and I've been thinking about it almost constantly for all 30 years. The question is, why did it take you so damn long, Todd? Uh, but I knew when I was nearing issue 300 of uh, Spawn, I knew we were going to get a lot of attention. I knew that there were going to be a lot of eyeballs on it. And that if I was ever going to do it, that was going to be my my moment that I could at least begin to like lay formal plans, you know, concrete plans. So if you look at like the covers, I should have them here. I should just, I should always have them here so I can hold them up. But uh, if you look at the covers that Jerome Pena did uh, on issue 300 and 301, I, I ink both those. There, it just, both of them are just this collection of characters. And I remember a bunch of people going, Todd, I don't I like, why are you doing those covers? Like a bunch of those characters aren't in the story. And my answer was, yeah, we'll just wait. Right. So it was my, 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 my little wink, my, my little hint of saying that something's about to come. I'm just going to put it on the covers first. Uh, and then, and then we'll eventually catch up to the books uh, later. And that was, that was it. And then I needed to, 
set some things in the regular spawn book. I needed to go find the, the art teams and the writing teams and letters and colorists and everything you got to do to put books together and, and get those books going and make sure that we were all on schedule. And, and then at that point I went, I, I think we're ready. I think we're ready. And it had nothing to do with COVID per se. It was just, I was ready and I had assembled the teams because I was, I was making those phone calls pre-COVID. And it just happened that by the time we got it done and we published them, we were in the middle of a pandemic and, you know, the comic book industry was doing quite well with their sales. And I was able to sort of help sort of take some of that momentum and bring it over to some of my books. Fantastic. Um, I'm a spawn collector. I collect a lot of key books that you've contributed on covers that you've done. I grade comics. This is a comic collecting channel. I wanted to show you this. This is one of uh, two short boxes of uh, King Spawn, issue number one, multiple variants. I had to buy a lot of these comic books. I'm very proud to own these um, because I wasn't about to pass up being able to own what is likely, considering these records that we're talking about today, the lowest printed retailer incentive that you've created. I have to ask, how much of the success do you attribute to the collector's market in regards to these records and the drive to buy Spawn right now? Obviously, uh, that's a big portion of it for issue number ones, right? I mean, we're we're seeing that with not only with the Spawn books, but with other image titles, right? That are doing some of the same things in terms of the marketing and doing multiple covered stuff out of the gate. Um, it's it's uh, fun and whatever, but I I it's I don't think it's sustainable. So you know you do it for issue one, and then for me I take my foot off the gas and I say, hey, we're only going to then do for mo most of the books moving forward. There's only going to be maybe two covers, right? Just uh, and the and and the books are going to be two ninety nine, right? Don't don't underestimate the factor that the books are two ninety nine. And I went to a, a heavy cardboard stock recently on the two ninety nine books. So they feel they feel good in your hand. That ten point, yeah, yeah, and and that cost me. I, the printing went up forty percent uh, for me to do that, but I just go, you know what? The fans have been good to me. I can I can return the favor and, and see if I can't give them more quality and and not up the price any. Uh, so the 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 collectors, yeah, the collectors have been have been doing it. Um, the, since the print run of Gunslinger is less than Kingspawn, then that retailer incentive will actually be even less than that one. So uh, the new record for the lowest offer thing to the collector is now the Gunslinger retailer one, which would be, I think, it, it, they haven't given me the audited number, but that one's going to be around 1200 um, And then, you know, my guess, Scorch, probably isn't going to have the same hype as uh, Gunslinger and Kingspawn. So that one might actually be the hardest of all of them to actually get in the long run. So the, in the retailer incentive for that one. I think the $3 price, you mentioned it last time on this show, you know, keeping comic prices low is really important to you. And I think your fans are really uh, appreciative of that. It's one of the reasons why I've never taken Spawn off my pull list in quite a long time since I added it. Um, this particular incentive that you did, you signed them all. You flew down to Baltimore, 
to, to do a big old signing. Um, you have numbered them. I watched you tear a cover on camera explaining what would happen if there was a damaged book because you were going to make sure that the print count was preserved. You clearly care about your fans and the collector's base. I was curious. I noticed throughout you hyping it, getting people excited about this book, that after the announcement, you then mentioned that there was a collaboration with CGC to offer the COA. Was that planned prior or did you announce this and then realize, oh, snap, the collectors want this to happen? Yeah, it, was, it, it happened pretty quickly. Um, I, I had gone public and said, I'm, I'm only going to sign 1,697 and then I'm going to destroy every book. There will never be one more, right? I don't want... I don't want there to be a warehouse fine someday. I just, I mean, if somebody's going to spend good money on, on that book, then I, then I owe them what I just said. There's not going to be any more. I'm not going to sign them at conventions. I'm not going to, why? Because there's not going to be any. Uh, so, and, and you're going to see it. When I, when I go to sign the gunslinger, I'll probably do the video where I literally take all the rest of the unsigned King Spawns, because by that time I will have fulfilled anybody who wanted to swap it in for damage. And I'm getting some very minor, minor damage, let me tell you. Um, uh, but it, it, I'm just going to say, okay, time's up. No more books are going out. And here's all I've got left. I'm going to put a match to it just so everybody who has one, yourself included, can say that there's there's none that exist, right? Not even one. I can't even have one because then that one becomes the most valuable because it's the only one that's unsigned. I can't even have that, right? I'm not I'm not going to undermine the people that that basically supported uh, this initial launch of these books. So I'm gonna, I'm just going to keep doing the same thing once once I've you know because sometimes some of the books get bent in, tra in transit. Uh, sometimes they're actually, you know, a little kink that we didn't see when we were signing them. We thought they were good because uh, we're trying to pull out the ones that have sort of noticeable defective sort of bends or marks or ticks on them. You no, know, you, you say you're going to do something and you, you, you do it. Right. And it doesn't matter that. I mean, I know it's I know it's heart wrenching for people who would like to have one to see me literally tear them on tearing them up and throwing them away and eventually burning a stack of them. I'm going to burn a stack of them. But uh, it's 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 the only thing I can think of that uh, is is going to have people like you say, yeah, it was it was worth me trying to pick that book up. It's those types of things that make the collectors appreciate these types of variants more than others. So I applaud you for doing that. Once I said I wasn't going to sign anymore, then and I know the people at CGC. I got a phone call a few days later, and they said, Todd. We're getting we're getting a bunch of phone calls, uh, people saying, "Oh my God, Todd's never ever going to sign it," and so how am I ever going to get it graded? Because there's no witness, and it was like, "Ah oh, man, I didn't." I in all honesty, if I hadn't thought about that piece, uh, so so then I went, "Hmm, darn it, yeah, that's a problem, isn't it?" Uh, and then and then the CDC said, "Well, maybe we'll." Maybe what we'll do is we'll just phone everybody up who gets one. If you can get us the phone number, and we'll just see if they want to grade it, and you know, and we'll do, we'll figure something out. Blah blah. I don't know what it was. They were they were trying. They're going to phone 
1500 stores. And I'm like, what are you talking about like, that's ridiculous. And, and then the, the easy answer that everybody went, Oh, my God, this is shocking was, hey, why don't we make it easy on ourselves? Let's just put it, let's just make a damn coupon. I mean, they call it a certificate. I'm calling it a coupon, uh, you know, and put a coupon in every one of them. I think you, you should have one in the back of yours. Oh, I sure do. Yeah. And, and just say, hey, if you want to get it graded, there's your coupon that basically authenticates it. It was witnessed by CGC. They had somebody come down. It's all official. CGC printed it. They even can scan to make sure somebody didn't con that coupon. Although I don't know, even if you could figure out how to make another coupon, there's no books to shove it into. So oh, I, I, I don't know why they spent so much effort on it. Um, but but that was it. Why, just give them all a coupon. And if they want to use a coupon, they can use a coupon. And if not, they don't have to use a coupon. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, my God, you guys are so nice. You guys are so I'm like, what? Because we shoved the coupon in and made it easy on us. But you want to give us the credit? Thanks. Okay, cool. We'll take it. So Shout out, Brittany. CGC. Sometimes you get credit when you're not really deserving of it. So. Well, hey, you made a lot of people happy. I want to remind the community that there is a timeline. You got to get these books in within 30 days. So make sure that you know that when you're buying it in the aftermarket. And when you get it in store, don't let it sit around. Send that down to Sarasota. All right. Um, I want to chat about Gunslinger. Obviously, we have Gunslinger 1 coming out in October. And during our last conversation, you said that Gunslinger had the potential to, quote, being your Wolverine your Punisher, you know, Lawless America, Jeremy Winston, a character who comes back from the dead, vengeance-led. I mean, there's a lot of things you can relate to both of those characters that you chatted about. Um, I've always wondered this. Spawn 119, which came out in 2002, features this character briefly. No, no word bubbles or anything. And there's actually a bunch of other uh, versions of Spawn characters, the Spawn Army, I believe it was called. And then absent for six years, you know, we didn't see his introduction fully until 2008. I was curious what went into that particular creation back in 2002. Was this just a one-off drawing? Were you inspired by Stephen King, Gunslinger? Like what was going on? I mean, well, a couple things. Well, you know, one is the mythology of there being multiple spawns throughout time has, has been there since the beginning. And so I, you know, we've been showing these characters off and on throughout different eras. Um, I, uh, and then I also was doing toys. And at that time, my toy company, I was making all these spawn figures along the way. Right. I think we did 35 series of them before we, you know, turned off the tap. And each one came with a minimum of six figures. So, I mean, do the math. Uh, so at some point it was like, hey, we should put some of those toys in there, come up with some more or whatever, just goofy. I mean, basically it now, you know, you're, you're, you, you can go for a million years in time and come up with different looks, right? Um, in hindsight, I, I may have done it a little too slow because now all of a sudden there's like 100 Spider-Mans and 100 Batmans. And it's like, man, they got... I got more characters than I do Spawn, and Spawn's always had a hundred characters. Like they, they basically got ahead of me uh, by by doing these multiple characters. But um, I think he's been driven. 
that particular character has just been driven because he just looks like a badass, right? Uh, Greg Capullo uh, did a um, couple cool covers on it uh, from uh, Angel Medina's, you know, first image. Uh, and then the toys came out and people just sort of kept saying, hey, I know you're doing all this Spawn stuff, but then that, that gunslinger guy, he looks cool. And so every now and then we'd sneak him in a little bit here, a little bit there, but I, I don't know. He's probably had prior to his book and, and prior to Spawn's universe and all that, um, probably had a sum total of 35 pages devoted to him, right? Not, I mean, and I'm probably over-exaggerating at that. So I, I would argue that Gunslinger Spawn is the book, if you're a new to Spawn world, it's the book that you can get in on the ground floor, right? King Spawn is attaching itself to a character who's been around for 30 years. I mean, I understand intellectually, Gunslinger has been around for a long time, but there's only been, a, you know, you can almost count the number of pages that have ever been devoted to him. So he's for all intents and purposes, he's a new character. Uh, and so, here we go, right? We're we've got we've got an empty canvas, and we're about to hopefully paint something big and messy. So, and it's funny you mentioned those page counts because uh, Spawn 119, as mentioned, it's become a modern day grail. You know, nine eighths of that book go for over a thousand dollars, but the two origin issues make up a lot of those pages you just cited in issues 174 and 175, which both go for over 1,298, at least 174 does. Um, Spawn 309 recently hit, we do like a, a trending video every week, uh, similar to what Wizard did back in the day. And 309, the cover B variant featuring Gunslinger made that list after the Gunslinger announcements. Clearly, a lot of collectors, it resonated with them and people want to get involved and as you mentioned, this is a perfect time to get on board with a new title and a cool character. What about this character besides him looking like a badass do you think is resonating with the current fan base, the past, and potentially new? Like, what about Gunslinger Spawn is garnering this excitement? I, I would I would lay 80% of it just to the badass part of it. Like, I mean, like that, you can, I mean, Batman's cool because... He puts on that black cloak and he just goes out at night and he just scares the shit out of the bad guys, right? And so if, when you've got somebody, you've got a character that you just feel is no nonsense, I think those characters work. Um, and, and I would argue Spawn falls into that category. Uh, Gunslinger is going to fall even more into it uh, for two reasons. One, he has no sense of humor. Um I, I, in my mind, when I'm writing them, he's just like a 25 year old Clint Eastwood and all those spaghetti westerns he was in, right? And I, I don't, I don't recall that he ever smiled in any single one of those. Uh, he just, he just was a cowboy and he just did his damn job, and he didn't even seem like he took any joy one way or the other. It just, he, he just was like Rambo. He just, I got to do this. They're forcing my hand. So I got to go do it, right? And then, and then if they left me alone, I leave them alone, but they don't want to leave me alone. Um, so I think, I think that sort of sullen anti-hero guy, I, I, I think we all can vibe with him for a little bit because at times I think we all wish 
we could be that guy <laughs> um, that's there. And so there's going to be, Tom, there's going to be moments, um, I can tell you, at least early on, because I'm writing a book, where he's going to be curious about what's happening because he's, out of, he's a man out of time. Um, and so he's going he's to ask questions, and it may come off as humorous because he's going to be asking about simple stuff that you and I take for granted, right? You know, I'm, I'm, I'll make it up, not that it's in the comic book, but you and I know that we just go to the door, we go like that, we can lock it, right? It's just a latch and you lock it. Okay, somebody 200 years ago has never seen that device. So if somebody says, hey, lock the door, I'm like, they don't know how to lock a door. Um, and so it's not, I'm not going to make a big deal per se that he can't, you know, use a computer or all that because that's going to be super obvious, right, to him. It's going to be more like basic stuff that he's going to have to also, like, I don't, I don't want him to be a, a computer expert. That, that, I'll leave that to others. But he's going to have to learn to do a couple of things in modern times. Otherwise, he's going to get, he's going to be in trouble real fast, right? So he, he finds out early that there are things that like, oh, I, well, why would I know that, right? Uh, and, and, and so it's going to take a while for him to acclimate himself to uh, the new world. I mean, I assume he will over time, but, but I, I've seen a lot of movies, um, even comic books where people are out of time and they just, they don't really, they don't seem to be that curious about, I mean, think about you and I, if we went 200 years in the future, I, I, our eyes would be this wide, right? We'd go, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, look at the design of cars now, look at the design of houses, like everything would be awesome. Um, there doesn't seem to be a lot of that. It's just like, okay, I get it. You know, there's fancy guns now and there's computers and cell phones, like let's go get the bad guys, um, which is okay. But once you walk into an elevator, if you don't know to push a fucking button, you're not going anywhere. Right. So matter of fact, if you don't even know there's an elevator, right, let's go get them. Bad guys on the 81st floor. Right. Gunslinger is going to take the stairs. Right. Why, why, why would he take the elevator? Doesn't even know what an elevator is. So he's gone. He's going to he's going to he's going to go and take the stairs. Right. And then somebody's going to have to go do much easier way to get to the 80th floor. And you're not going to gas yourself on the way up. Right. So not saying that's happening, but I, but these are the things that could happen that may come across a little bit as humorous. It's just an ignorant man placed in a, in a world that is, is he, he's still trying to comprehend it. Fantastic. I'm, I'm excited. It sounds like we're gonna get a, a handful of different narratives in issue one and we're getting them out of the old West and being displaced. It sounds like he's going to try to go back in time. And I, I know we can't get into too many spoilers or any spoilers, you know, at that, but Brett Booth is doing the interior work on this. Well, um, he'll be, he'll be, um, issue number one, I've got a handful, uh, of people, okay. uh, but, uh, he moving, moving forward. Brett is the regular artist on the book. Yes. So people are going to know him from things like X-Men, he did Fantastic Four, JLA, Teen Titans, Nightwing, you know, Wildstorm, uh, teaming up with Jim Lee. Look, 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 I'll make it easier on you. He did five pages of uh, Gunslinger in New Universe, and he did five pages of Gunslinger in um, Kingspawn. So 
take a look at those. There's 10 pages prequel, if you will, uh, to show you what Brett's capable of. If you like those pages, you're going to love this book. If you don't like those pages, mm, maybe it might not be your cup of tea. But uh, it wasn't an accident. I, I, I held off. I mean, I knew Brett was going to be the monthly guy for a long time. I held off saying that officially, but I was essentially saying it out loud because I kept putting five pages of his artwork out there just to get people pumped up for it. Is there any chance that Gunslinger may go back too far in time? I mean, I know that Brett is a paleo artist. He draws dinosaurs for publications across the country. <laughs> We're going to see Spawn go up against some dinosaurs is what I'm asking. Uh, the answer is yes. Just uh, wait. There's a two-page spread in issue number one. You should see it. It's the coolest. Oh, I was not expecting that answer. Comic fam, hit the subscribe. That's why we're here. We're talking expensive paper. We're talking comic books. Okay. So look at, look at, whenever I bring on a new artist, I, 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 I make the same offer to him. Hey, you know what? If you come on, you know, just, I'll make it as fun as I can for you. Tell me what you like to draw and, and I'll see if I can squeeze it in. There's nothing you can say that I can't figure out. Uh, and so, uh, you know, somebody says to me, they like giraffes and kites. I don't know. Let's make two silly things up. Then somewhere along the line, uh, it doesn't it doesn't alter what my stories are because the stories are still going to be good guy versus bad guy. These two guys are going to clash. Here's the reasons why. Here's the motivations. Oh. During that fight, somebody slugs somebody and they go flying up in the air of 100 million feet and then they come down and they crash. And where do they crash? They crash in the zoo. Oh, and they fight and they fight. Next thing you know, they're in the giraffe pen, right? I don't give a shit where they're fighting, right? If my artist likes to draw giraffes, I'll figure out how to get them to giraffes, right? Or... I'll put them in a toy store. They're punched and they're in the department store and they end up by all the stuffed toys and there happen to be a bunch of giraffes or I'll take them to a gas station or grocery store or whatever and it's the giraffe store or whatever. The logo is a giraffe instead of a horse like the Mustang, Ford Mustang. Like, come on. There's lots of ways to get to whatever it is that anybody wants. And, and what do I care? What do I, what do I care where they're fighting each other? So, so for Brett, when I asked them, and no, by the way, when you, when they're fighting then in the souvenir shop, that's where they keep all the kites uh, for all the kids with all the animals on them. And a couple of them actually even have giraffes on the kite. So bammo, I can, I can do both. When I asked uh, Brett, or he said, without hesitation, it was funny because my other artists are sometimes shy. He went, I like dinosaurs. Well, we'll give you dinosaurs. Then. Um, so, so there's, <laughs> as a matter of fact, he's, if I got one criticism for Brett and he knows this criticism, he draws too much, right? He never, he's like, I'm like, where am I supposed to put word balloons? Like at some point you gotta, you gotta understand you're not playing golf and tennis. This is Fucking basketball. There's five of us on the court. There's a writer, a pencer, an inker, a letter, and a and the and a colorist. Like you keep thinking you're playing golf. Uh and you're one-on-one. -on -one. Like, come on, man. Uh, but I said, hey, this is easy. Bad guy has a clandestine meeting. He can be in an 
in, in a mansion. He can be in a parking lot like Deep Throat. He can be at the top of a skyscraper. Or he can be, because he's a rich guy, he owns a museum. What kind of museum does he own? He owns a dinosaur museum. Okay. What do I care what kind of museum he owns? Brett cares because I said, okay, bad guy talking to a couple other guys, clandestine meeting, give me some room so they can basically talk about their whisper campaign. And then draw whatever kind of dinosaurs. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? Like It was like I, he drew so many damn dinosaurs. I couldn't even, I, I, did, I had to cover some of them up. I, I was like, I got to put a caption and a couple of word balloons. I'm going to have to cover some of them up. And then we were talking and said, hey, well, we should create a new uh, villain. And then it's like, hey, you know, there's the rhino and he's kind of like a dinosaur dude. Let's come up with our rhino. Uh, so, and, but it'd be a dinosaur dude. Uh, what Like, cool. And I was thinking he'd come up with... Uh, like a big hulking, you know, awesome T-Rex guy or whatever. No, he's because he's brat and he's way too smart and he knows everything about dinosaurs. Um, he he made he made it a female, um, and, which I thought actually in hindsight was a pretty clever move because, you know, women have a tendency to, I think, sort of kill. They kill you with a thousand cuts, right? where guys go, I'm going to lop your head off. So that's the rhino. So we actually almost did the opposite of the rhino. Um, um, and her name is Dakota, because I guess there was a new dinosaur that was discovered recently in, in I think, South Dakota. And he, had, he knew the name and whatever else. So, um, yeah, don't worry about it. You're going to, if you you like dinosaurs, they'll, they'll, you'll see them from time to time. And, and, the, you know, think about the bad guy says, hey, I'm going to I'm going to take the good guy and then I'm going to drug him. I'm going to I'm going to OD him. And then and then the hero goes on some acid trip. OK, well, if they now happen to think that they're 20 million years in the past and they're somehow fighting dinosaurs. OK, it's all it's not real. It's all in his head. But. Brett gets to draw some more dinosaurs. Cool, right? And so a happy artist usually hangs around longer. And my job is to, you know, when you find these good artists, you you make them as happy as you can. Exciting things. Dinosaurs coming to the pages. Some of my favorite um, things you chat about is the creative process with the different talent you work with. Um, can I go back on dinosaurs one more thing? Please. Just, let's just exhaust dinosaurs. Gunslinger. Like people going, gunslinger, dinosaur, doesn't make any sense. Gunslinger had been fighting demons, right? Gunslinger is an uneducated cowboy from 200 years ago. He doesn't know what a dinosaur is, never read a damn book in his life, right? So what does he think that they are? Of course, they just they look like demons to him. They look like creatures. He's been fighting creatures his whole life, right? So to him, he, he, he can't discern the difference between them. Right. And people may go, Todd, why are you putting so many, why are you putting so many dinosaurs? And I'm not, I'm, I'm over talking it, but it's like, okay, if I called them demons, you wouldn't care one iota and the demons and the dinosaurs don't really look much different. Right. Take a look at a dinosaur and take a look at violator and tell me that minus a couple of horns or something, those two couldn't pass for cousins. Right. So come on. Anyway. Dinosaurs are demons. Oh, I like that. Okay. So 
I really enjoy hearing you talk about the creative process and the various talent you work with. Like Brett, um, there is a variant cover that I think many individuals are going to be surprised to see in the Gunslinger issue one uh, lineup. One in particular is the creator of Walking Dead, Invincible, Robert Kirkman. He did a variant. What was that like to collaborate with him? I always assumed you guys have a special relationship. Yeah, I, I here's the thing I keep saying, I, and, and people obviously have forgotten this information. Um, I think even Eric Stevenson, the publisher of Image, forgot it. Um, Robert Kirkman drew the first five pages of Spawn 200. That's right, 200, and he was on New Beginnings, wasn't he? I think it was 200. Maybe I'm, I got I, but I thought it was one of the anniversary books. Yeah, 200 as well. Yeah, he did 200 for sure. But he, I think, did like five pages, six pages, or whatever. But if you go and get that booking, and and I was, and and I, I didn't tell you who drew it. You would look at those five, six pages, and and go, man, that's that's pretty solid artist. And so I knew he had the chops to draw, um, and I knew he was busy, so he's never going to write a book for me. So I, 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 I went, man, how like. Robert, he's cool. How do I get him to do something? It's like, ah, you know what? He years and years ago, he drew some pages for me. You know what? Why, why don't I just get him to do some more pencils and I can ink them again? Because I inked those five pages over him. So I had done a cover for him for Firepower. And the easiest way to get people sort of uh, indebted to you is you do a cover and you never charge them a penny, right? And, and they're like, Todd. And I'm like, no, no, that is a favor. Don't worry. But then you get to call a favor at some point. <laughs> and you get to even the score. Cash it in. I said, hey, yeah, I did that cover for you. You want to do a cover for me? And he was like, yeah, sure. On one condition, Todd. I pencil it, you ink it. And so I want a piece of original artwork. So I have the original cover. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Cool. Done. Done deal. So Fantastic. Um, yeah. And Kirkman isn't the only writer that you've teamed up with to do art during uh, King Spawn one I actually have a, uh, it's one of my favorite modern day writers, Donnie Cates. You also did the same service. You, you inked his, his pencils and Donnie's getting better and better by the cover. I found this tweet that he did when he announced that he collaborated on this with you. He said that his announcement of you inking his spawn cover was quote, the most amazing thing he has ever tweeted. Of all the things he has tweeted, his announcements, his him being on Venom, absolute carnage, Thor, Black Winter, Null, it was doing this cover with you. What do you think about Donny Cates? So here's the thing that's weird. I actually understand why he's saying that, right? And Because I'll give you my exact story that matches his. I, I, worked, I came into the industry and I worked for Marvel for a little bit, and then I moved over to D.C., I was doing a monthly comic book, Infinity Incorporate. I'd been in the industry, I don't know, maybe a year and a half or whatever, doing a monthly book, pay 25 pages every month, get to do the covers. I happened to be in New York visiting a buddy of mine who had just gotten a job as Klaus Janssen's uh, inking assistant. I'm hanging out with my buddy, crashing at his pad in New York, and the door, the door uh, knocks and Klaus is there. And he hands my buddy pages, and they're from The Dark Knight. Frank Miller's The Dark Knight. And he says, hey, here's some pages. Uh, we got a bit of a deadline. Uh, I, I need to pick them up tomorrow if you can get them done. 
and my buddy was like, uh, okay, cool. Didn't really, Klaus didn't really give him much to go on, which I thought was weird, but okay. And I, and everybody knew this book was coming out, right? Cause Frank and Klaus had done their run on daredevil. So this was this big book coming and, and here are these two punks, an unknown artist at DC and a newbie inking assistant. And we're holding these pages to dark Knight. I, I think it might've been issue two or whatever it was. And he's going, oh, my God, i got to get all these pages done. And he goes, I don't know if I'm going to get them done. And I go, well, I'll help you. And he's like, oh, Todd, would you? And so I remembered the pages that I inked backgrounds. And, and one of them I inked like cans of beans. Batman is in an old lady suit, you know, uh, this fat old lady suit with some missing teeth like a hillbilly. And, and she's complaining about the price of the beans. Uh, she's holding up the beans and but there are beans on all the shelves and I got to draw the beans and then there's something explosion on the next page or one of the pages and I got to draw the bricks exploding and and even though I was doing a monthly book even though that was paying the bills and it was the money that I was able to propose to my wife uh, who I'm still married to after all these years uh, to me I was going this is my best day ever in comic books. I'm doing beans and bricks on the dark night, right? That was the highlight. It was the highlight of my career. So, so I, I understand Donnie's geekiness because, you know, he might've been a little kid and image might've been sort of important to him. And now he's doing something on one of the books. that was one of the original books and, oh my gosh. And it just, when you get right down to it, Donnie's, not much different than me. He's just an eight-year-old boy at heart, right? So I get it. Todd, you're blowing my mind that you did inks on The Dark Knight. That, that's uh, that's going to... Background, background. Background. It still counts. It still counts, Todd. All right. Um, well, I, I like to... Uh, to think that this made uh, Donnie's year here because this is a really cool cover he did. And I, uh, I was, and then I was wondering, I go, do I put him in the scroll or do I give him his own scroll or whatever? And then I went, ah... No, I just put him in the scroll. And then he was like, so happy that he's like, I'm in the scroll. Right. It's like, oh, my God. It's like, I'm going, oh, shoot. I, I guess that like, uh, I, I didn't know it was, you know, like Elaine and Seinfeld that you're sponge worthy. Right. That all of a sudden, yeah, I put you in the And, and it was funny because <laughs> Kirk, Kirkman, when he sent me his original, he, he drew the, the scroll and he put his name in. So there was going to be no debating. He goes, I'm, I'm getting in, I'm getting in the scroll. Donnie can get in, I'm getting in. Everyone loves the scroll, Todd, including both Robert Kirkman and Donnie Cates. Um, there is a new platform that I'm, I'm pretty excited about. It's called Substack. There's a lot of creators going over there to do some new things. And Scott Snyder has a comic writing 101 class. We even mentioned some of the books um, on this very show that he's a part of over at Image, Undiscovered Country, Nocturna. These are some great books. He's one of my favorite writers of the modern age as well. And during his first episode, he chats about his, what will be legend known as legendary work with Greg Capullo on Court of Owls. And your name came up and he mentioned that something that he liked about you and he called you the Todd father. Now, Greg Capullo stopped the conversation. And this is like a subscriber only type of thing. So this isn't stuff that's out there. And he said, damn it, 
I'm the one who created the name the Todd Father. So I'm trying to get him some some Bill Finger dues here. Do you remember when this happened, when he first came up with that name? Is it true? Do we need to thank Greg Capullo? Yeah, but uh, I, I don't know if uh, Greg mentioned it. He, he, he wasn't using it in reference to me. He was using it in reference to my dad. Uh, my, my, you know, Greg and my dad get along really, really well, right? And so, and you know, they talk to each other on the phone sometimes. They meet each other at conventions, and they just they just enjoy each other, right? From time to time, when I'm visiting my dad or something, we'll Facetime Greg and say hi to him and stuff. So when he, I, when Greg uses it, he doesn't use it as me reverence to Todd because to me, I, I tell you what he calls me. There's only a handful of people do it on a regular basis. He calls me Toddy, right? He puts a Y on it all the time. Hey, Toddy, how you doing? Um, but the Todd father is my dad, Bob, Bob McFarland. And it, just somewhere along the line, people have sort of moved it over and, and applied it to me instead of the true Todd father, which is Bob. So, Oh, that's very interesting. Uh, we're getting the history today um, and the creator of, of the name. But I, I like that it, it's um, there's more to it. You know, the, the lineage, the legacy. It's very cool. Um, I have a handful of questions that the community uh, put in the comment section of our last video for the next time we chat. Um, feel free to pass on them. And if you want to answer, we'd love to hear uh, just your thoughts on it, if you don't mind. Do it. You've been killing on Kickstarters. Any details on the next one? Um, shoot, do I have it here? Uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be uh, Medieval Spawn. Middle Medieval Spawn? Yeah, with fucking more detail than you've ever seen and cool big-ass swords and multiple, multiple helmets. A couple of them that even pivot, you know, so you can, uh, one that is, you can take it off and on. Uh, I just think it'd be a fun character to look at and um and, and and have a good time with i gotta say every time i i miss out if i if i don't you know schedule it or put an alarm i'm always super disappointed with myself because buying it on ebay is is not the best route to go with things from mcfarland toys you got to get it you got to be there to support yeah no i wanted to i want i mean you know that we went out with the first one and again set another record with that uh, but that was during the pandemic and there were some delays in the shipping. I mean, the product got made when it was supposed to. So we made the product when we said, but the whole shipping thing went crazy um, for not me, for the entire world. And, and so I wanted to make sure that everybody was able to get their product before I did a second one so that they would have knowledge as to whether they wanted to support again, right? I didn't want to make it, hey, your first one's in transit, and now I want you to basically maybe give me some of your hard-earned money. I wanted you to, like, see it, hold it, and then make your own determination. And if it was, like, not up to your standard, then you knew that you could stay away from it. It was also the reason why with the Spawn comic books this year, the new ones, uh, I, they're two months apart, so that the retailers can get sales data to know whether they should be ordering more or less or whatever, right? I mean, I, I didn't, because I, if I came out with four books in four weeks, 
they were going to be ordering those all completely blind. And either they were going to over-order all of them or they were going to under-order all of them. And I didn't really think that was sort of beneficial. So the answer was, well, why don't we just put out one, let them see how it does, put out a second one. They now have two books. Now they can, you know, be even way more educated when they get to Gunslinger. And by the time Gunslinger comes out and they got to put their orders in for Scorch, they're going to go, hey, last, hopefully, last three books did well. I can keep ordering Scorch to whatever level they feel comfortable with. So I, this, you know, this is just me saying, I, 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 I want anybody who's ever in a position to give me money to always be as comfortable as possible uh, uh, before I ask for any of that money. And the easiest way is to just give them as much of the product as possible for them to be able to decide whether they want more of it. So I love it. Yeah, I'm making sure that they are buying with confidence. I like that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think I know of any. Is there any chance that we would, at some point, see a spawn statue of some kind, something that you may see at like a sideshow or like Prime One Studios or the like? Yeah, I think I think there's uh, been a couple covers uh, that have come out and that are going to continue to come out. That I think are worthy of it, not just my artwork, but other people. I mean, if you saw the the cover by Puppeteer Lee, you know, standing with that black background. He's got these sort of veiny, almost bat-like uh, uh, sort of wings. Um, I think that'd make a cool cover. I mean, we just, on issue three of of uh, King Spawn that we literally just sent away, um, I, I, there's a cover there. I'm, I'm going to walk you over there. We'll show you it to you. Let's do it that I think would make a hell of a statue. Um, I'll show, I'll show your fans what it looks like here. Let's see. I hit that like button comic fam. That's why you're here. That's it. Hey, uh, Nicolette, can you pull up that hobby cover for, uh, book we just sent? Not my cover with the cute little baby on it. It's adorable. It is adorable. So maybe we'll make some of those. People are going to go, oh my God, I want that little toy that's on Todd's cover. Okay. okay I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spin you around here. So hopefully. I can see it. Let's take a look. Oh, look at that comic fam. So, so we've got, you know, big father standing in front of the little boy offering the, the crown to maybe a potential king someday or whatever. Um, Wow. The brick, sort of a cool brick wall behind it, right? So I, I think that would make, I think that'd make a cool, cool statue too. So there's, there's all, all that goofy stuff. Let me see. Oh, Zach, I saw another one today. Let me see. Where, where's that ninja spot you showed me? Oh, over there on the table. Okay. Um, oh. Who doesn't want, eventually we're working on, who doesn't want Gunslinger on a horse? So. Gunslinger on a horse, comic fan for our audio only listeners. We're seeing um, images of unreleased covers and, and uh, potential statue ideas. I'll be sure to post these on my Instagram page at Comic Tom 101. Um, go follow me on there so you can be able to see what we're looking at. Yeah, I'm not going to show you all of it, but I'll show you some cool parts of it. Oh, wow. We're looking at like a prototype right here. It looks like it's like a peach color. Look at that ninja spawn. 
this is our output. This is when we output our figures. So uh, this is our prototype sort of staging part of it. But yeah. Looking cool. Kind of like a, a Ronin vibe. I, I like it. Oh, yeah. No, this one he's got, he just loaded. He's loaded with a bunch of detail on there. Looks super cool. So, and he can go in some funky positions. So, like it. We love it. Uh, here's Spawn on a throne. I can't show you that one yet, but it looks super cool. Spawn on a throne coming. What do I got here? I've got my Batman movie stuff here. Can't show you that yet. Like, what's this one? Oh, here's a statue. This is a statue. This is. Yeah, it's from, but it's a uh, Dwayne Johnson. Um, oh, Black Adam. Yep. Ooh. Oh yeah, we got we've got lots of stuff hanging here. Don't worry about it. Don't you worry about it. Some fun stuff at McFarland's headquarters, Comic Fam. Wonder Woman. Oh, look at this one. I thought this. I thought this one came out good. Nice face on it. This is uh, from. Uh, Princess Diary? What is this? Princess Bride. That's it. Princess Bride. There you go. Bride right there. Looking good with big cloth cloth dress. So, yeah, lots of cool stuff. Fantastic. So, the last question, I know you get asked a bunch, um, but is there anything you can share about the recent announcements as it pertains to a potential film, animation? And I know Sam and Twitch is looking good as well. This is one of the most commented questions I had. Uh, I had two calls with Jason Blum last week uh, about the movie. So, yep, everybody's, everybody's still, you know, on, on that burner um, and just pushing slowly in the, in the direction. So everybody, everybody's got the same goal right now. Just it's Hollywood, you know, I just, I don't, it's a, it's a funny business, Tom. Slow moving. Some, some go fast, some go slow and some take 10 years. I don't know. Right. So uh, all I can do is, keep setting records and making sure that headline gets in the Hollywood reporter. So the people in Hollywood have to keep reading about it going, you know, maybe we should do that thing to keep setting fucking records. Right. So, uh, but anyways, silly me. It'll happen soon. We're waiting and we'll, we'll be patient. We've waited long enough. We can, we can wait a little longer, but right. But they figured, but let me tell you though, they do have a way of figuring out how to suck the fun out of it though. <laughs> you're going, you're like, dudes, we're like we're waiting a long, long time. We're trying. We're trying to be enthusiastic here. So, but what are you gonna do? Last question. I'll let you go here, Todd. Uh, just in a couple of days, we got Venom two coming out. You know, what what do you think about these films so far? You know, are you excited to see Venom go up against Cletus? Yeah, I think uh, I, I anybody that's a, sort of a Spider Man fan and or Venom fan, then this is an obvious progression. Right. This is for all intents and purposes, like, you know, Batman going up against Joker. Here it is. This, of course, you have to get there. So, um, yeah, if I'm, if I'm if I'm a fan, I'm going I want to see I want to see the nasty boys literally lock horns and, and see and see how it goes. Um, you know, I'm I'm still old school where to me, Venom's a bad guy. So I haven't right. quite come to grips with. Uh, and it's just my boomerism. I haven't quite come to grips with him being 
sort of a, a quasi good guy, right? Uh, I think bad guys that just are ruthless at heart are 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 pretty pretty awesome, as well as sort of the masterminds that do it. Um, so we'll, we'll, and it's one of the things I'm trying to do with uh, Spawn comic books is introduce sort of more heavyweight villains and or upgrade those that are there right so i mean in spawn's universe you saw old man cogliostro who for the most part been running around with a a beard and a trench coat big deal right but he's now going to become i want him to become my magneto right my my dr doom um the return of clown is gonna is gonna take him up a notch too uh and you're gonna see some crazy stuff with him uh so i just i want to i want to rebuild my rogues gallery if you will so that uh the bad guys are as cool as the good guys wonderful well todd i appreciate you being here today it's always nice when you visit the studio comic fam let me know in the comment section below what are you most excited about as it pertains to spawn universe are you gonna pick up gunslinger are you getting excited about the team up book we have six copies of King Spawn number one. We're going to do six different giveaways. Comment, like, and subscribe. And as always, geek responsibly, everybody. Enough said. Comic fam, if you like seeing the Todd Father on community-centric channels like our own, you got to hit the like button. You got to hit the subscribe button. You got to comment. Share the video. If that happens, he will continue to do it just like he did this past week. We also have the mystery mail call, the way that you can support what we do. We are sending out one per box, a Venom number one, Raf Grissetti variant, as well as one version of our House of Slaughter number one, Davigo variant. We have virgins going out at random. We have two other videos for you to check out. Peep the last time Todd McFarlane was on the show and catch up on the latest Hot 10 with Gem Collectibles, the comics defining this generation of collectors. Have a great week.